Please remember, while Fuller House is a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Fullest House podcast, where we all got divorced off screen, and we're real happy about it. I'm Harrison Bloom. I'm Zach Horowitz. And I'm Mark Green. Does this make us the sad boys of the week if we all got divorced on 4th of July? No, I... Hold on, Harrison. I think there's a lot of sad moments in this episode to <laughs> that, talk about. That's... Mm, yeah. <laughs> we got some good sadness for you guys this episode. Harrison, I think we... I think... Didn't we come to the agreement beforehand that, like, we're just automatically the sad boy of the week every single time, and it's just... We're crowning... In the show, who is the saddest? This is true. That that is true. It would be in violation of the uh, Sad Boy Awards uh, rules. It's in violation of everything I know and love, and I cannot stand for that. All right, then we won't be the Sad Boys of the Week. I do, before we get into the episode proper, I do want to read Netflix's description of the episode. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, please Because do. it is very good. Oh, boy. How how dramatic should I be? As as dramatic as you feel is necessary. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. The Danny Tanner annual 4th of July barbecue brings everyone home for some star-spangled fun. I don't know what voice I was expecting, but... <laughs> it wasn't that. It, sure, it certainly wasn't that. But heartbreak might be on the menu. Dun, dun, dun. Do you, do you want me to take it again in a different voice? No, that was great. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I know what voice you would have done if you would have done it again. Which voice? Which voice? You were going to do Goofy. No, no. I was. I thought, I was, I thought Humor Dog as well. <laughs> I was not going to do Humor Dog. Oh, sorry. Humor Dog. <laughs> yeah. Legally distinct character, Humor Dog. <laughs> I forgot. Well, I forgot. Danny Taylor. Legally distinct Humor Dog. God damn it. Good. Just, just Intellectual on. property of fullest house. <laughs> <laughs> you guys seem to be having a strong reaction to this, to this in known Every information. Every time you bring out the humor dog voice, it's, it's, it's been a while. Well, I'm happy to be back. We love humor dog. It's good to see you, especially on such a nice occasion. A 4th of July episode. That's right. Exactly. This is unfortunately the first time when, uh, a holiday episode of the show does not align with when the holiday takes place in our real lives. I disagree. We missed Halloween. We missed Halloween. We missed Halloween. Uh, yeah, I mean, but at least it was like fairly close. Kind of. I guess it so. wasn't so far off. Like Fourth of July. I mean, at least when we're recording this, it's about six months away. Yeah. Uh, Tyler asks, um, "What's Humor Dog's son's name?" I'd, um, Humor Dog. What is your son's name? Well, I actually don't have a son. I have a daughter named Maxine. Oh! <laughs> ah. Tell Maxine I say hi. I will. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the the beginning of this episode is about as chaotic as the beginning of this episode <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, a there lot isn't, happens. Humor Dog doesn't show up. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Humor Dog does not show up. I 100% was not going to do Humor Dog, but now that you brought Humor Dog up, I'm kind of stuck on it. Okay. <laughs> Which is why I'm, look, I'm transitioning to something yeah. else. That's no, why ahead. I go know, ahead. listen, you give Mark an hour with Humor Dog, he will give you an hour with Humor Dog. And yeah. if you guys want to see that, maybe we'll do that at some point. But that's not what we're here for today. No, 
we're here. For we're here to talk House. about the Fourth of July special of Fuller House, and it starts off about as chaotic as the first five minutes of this podcast, which I said earlier. But it's worth mentioning again. I was making so many notes. Yeah, I could not keep up. The the grand minute taker Mark Green really showing us what happened in this episode. <laughs> I I just. I could not keep up. I was going to write like it's Fourth of July and DJ's making potato salad mm-hmm. that ha- that's red, white, and blue. It's very appetizing. Yeah, and that that is how it started. <laughs> yeah, I only got to it's Fourth of July before I got to Fernando is using a Texan accent. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, yeah, Fernando's using a Texan accent. Apparently every year Fernando gets very patriotic. And Zach, you want to say the big news? Oh, Mark, I'd like to, I'd like to bring up a note uh, from what we said. Uh, so Fernando does come in using a Texan accent, and uh, because you know on the Fourth of July he becomes very patriotic about the country that he now lives in. Uh, so he adopts a Texan accent and uh, goes by a new name this episode, which we will be referring to him as such for this episode of the podcast, as we feel it's only right. Uh, so the man. That we knew as Fernando is now Frank Smith. Frank yep. Smith. Uh, Frank Smith, father of Ramona, husband or fiance of fiance. Get, What yeah. even is their situation? Yeah, wh- what even is what's I don't know. So uh, my question is, does he do a different accent every year or is it always Texan? I'd like to imagine that he does a different accent every year. Like I imagine he comes to the 4th of July of the year after and he's like, Oh, don't you know, I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> That's a really bad Midwestern accent. I'm sorry to any Midwest viewers. I have a follow-up question. Yeah. Even if he does a different accent every year, is he always Frank Smith? Yes. does the name change? That is the only thing Ooh. that remains the same. He has a different... Hey, it's me, yeah. Frankie Smith from New York. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe he has different nicknames, but he is always Frank Smith. Forget about it. Yeah, I'm Italian, but my 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 dad was English or Irish or whoever has the name Smith. <laughs> What's up, dude? I'm Frank Smith. I'm from Cali. I'm a surfer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, That's, I can do that better than a Midwest. I don't know why I didn't just go straight to California surfer, dude, and just spared you of that really bad Midwest accent. Zach, Zach, never apologize for the accent you did. It brought me so much joy. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That makes me feel slightly better. However, I know that it was very bad. It wasn't really an apology to you. It was more so an apology to any viewers that we may have who live in the Midwest. Could I make one amendment to the name thing? Because I think maybe his name should change depending on where he's from. Yes. Because then we could get Frankie Wheeler Uh (laughs) from New York. Hey, Hugh. Frankie Wheeler. Baby Dragon. We definitely did Joey Wheeler on a different episode, but... Any excuse. I feel like, again, it's like Humor uh, Dog. You find any excuse to pull out Joey Wheeler and you will do it. Oh, by the way, yes. related to the California surfer dude accent, uh, the vo- I'm pretty sure the voice of Joey Wheeler in Yu-Gi-Oh! in the English dub of Yu-Gi-Oh! is, is also of- Michelangelo in the 2003 Ninja Turtles uh, series. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Cow bonga. So, like, he's got all our bases covered. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Fernando's a Texan. Yeah, anyway, that's happening, and we have, like, one second to process it, and then Jimmy pulls Stephanie in like he's a horse. Yeah. (laughs) She has a cart and a riding crop, which 
we've been asking a lot of questions about Fernando, but I have a question. Did they buy a riding crop because they knew Jimmy was going to be pulling her around? Or did Stephanie already own a riding crop for <laughs> reasons? Yeah, because she used to ride horses. <laughs> oh, I love where your mind went, Zach. I'm pure. Zach's pure. There was an episode of Full House where Michelle did did uh, equestrian stuff. So that is true. I was almost I almost thought you were going to say there is an episode of Full House where Steph is a dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to be like, I don't remember that episode, Harrison. Oh, God. <laughs> that, was, that would be so oh good. My God. <sighs> oh, wow. <laughs> but Jimmy is perhaps too supportive because Steph tells him, don't help me anymore. OK, just don't help. And he's like, got it. And I'm sure no problems are going to come from that ever. And it's at this moment that Max walks in asking, do we have any dynamite? This opening scene is crazy. It's not even like structurally so weird. It's the same as every other episode where we start in the kitchen and everybody comes in and is like, this is what's going on with me for this episode. Yeah, but in most cases, there's not an eight-year-old child asking for explosives. Yeah, well, he... He tells DJ that first that uh, the pilgrims fought for his freedom to blow things up, which that's the good old American education system yep. right there. That is exactly what I learned in elementary To which school. Frank Smith enthusiastically agrees. Yes. That's which is like the one time we've seen Max and uh, Frank, yeah. Frank for this episode actually like agree on something yeah, yeah they usually are at each other's throats no what if that's the difference between Fernando and Frank wait wait who who was that first name you mentioned the other guy who's in other episodes of Fuller House but not oh, this okay one. but not he looks like Frank he right? looks a lot like Frank okay. maybe they're played by the same actor but he's not Frank the double gotcha. casting like a parent trap situation whoa is our spinoff for the episode a movie about Fernando meeting Frank Smith Texan they're long man. lost they're, they're twins. I was going to suggest a Jekyll and Hyde situation because at the end he uh, fails to differentiate between the two. <laughs> or, 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 hold on, hold on. Under a full moon, Fernando becomes Frank Smith. <laughs> That's true. But I do, I do like the idea of a remake of 1988's Big Business, <laughs> but with Fernando and Frank. Yeah, that works. Uh, I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> There are two pairs of identical twins who are switched at birth, so they each grow up thinking they're fraternal twins. <laughs> and then they meet each other. Okay. It stars Lily Tomlin <laughs> and Bette Midler. Wait, hold on a minute. This is a real movie! I, I haven't heard of... Wait, so wait, oh, so we got two pairs of identical twins. Yeah. And they swap one set, one twin from each. They get, They swap one twin from each. So you end up with two sets of women who look completely different from each other raised by the same parents. Oh my so God. So they each, you have two sets of twins who think they're fraternal twins, but they were really identical twins, but one pair was swapped. And their identical twins are living somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Two are very poor and they're like Hicks and two are very wealthy. I'm just imagining right now, like, could you imagine what it would be like to have an identical twin that you don't know? Or it's just like you're walking down the street and it's like, oh, that's me over there. Wait a second. That well, has there's happened before. A real, yeah, that's happened. There was a documentary about it. Three Identical Strangers, which maybe is I maybe better than, than Big Business, <laughs> but... <laughs> God. 
Big business has maybe the best title. Anyway, what's this podcast about? Fuller, Fuller House. House. Okay, so when we last left off, Max wanted to borrow explosives. Yes, and uh, he wants to borrow explosives explicitly to impress his girlfriend, Rose, because the babes love explosions. Yes. Um, DJ corrects his use of babe. He replaces it with chick. She says, go back to babe. It's very funny. And then Bob Saget enters. Yeah! TV's Bob Saget. TV's Bob Saget. And they're like, TV's Bob Saget, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be hosting America's Funniest Home Videos? And he's like, actually, in this episode, I'm Danny Tanner, your father. I, I just love the idea that like all the actors who play characters in Fuller House exist in the Fuller House universe. Where it's like, there's Danny Tanner, but there's also Bob Saget. We had confirmation that at least Dave Collier exists. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Candace Cameron Barrett. And Candace Cameron Barrett, yeah. It's so weird. So it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Oh, Tyler's going to be so happy. We're 14 minutes into recording and we're not past the first scene. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> That's how you know this is going to be a good episode. It's going to be a good... I'm having a lot of fun. Oh, same. Is there any uh, anything more with this intro? Uh, just that Danny makes a joke about yoga and everybody workshops his joke for a long time. What a strange thing to happen a to a man. A joke about his wife who couldn't be here because she was doing yoga or something. I don't know. She was on a yoga retreat. But next we come to maybe one of my favorite scenes in this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay, my God. I know what you're talking about. And it becomes yeah. only better later on with the... Uh, yeah, which is... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. It's, it's two things. Yeah, well, it's first, two things. It it's set up. Lo, here. Lola Lola shows up in Ramona's room, mm -hmm. uh, saying that. Uh, well, the term she uses is too nice. J Money's been a little too nice, and she's been avoiding him. Mm -hmm. uh, I think what she really means is pedantic and clingy and overbearing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Yep. Because, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. He sends her text after text after text. And then he sends Ramona text after text after text, checking yep. on Lola. Mm -hmm. So we get to the first thing I really love in this scene, which is Lola asks Ramona, can I practice breaking up with J Money on you? Mm -hmm. And so she says, so Jackson and Ramona immediately says, are you, are you breaking up with me? Oh, you're breaking up with me. I can change. I can change everything about myself for you. Oh, my God. Why? Why? <laughs> it's so perfect. Says, That's what he's gonna say. Yeah, she she immediately like, comes back. Again, Ramona is just the best character. And then something happens that Mark remembered, but I did not. I no, neither you you knew that you saw this coming from a mile away. I I saw it from the episode description. <laughs> I read the episode description and I was like, oh, it's this episode. I, I had no idea what you were talking about, and then I instantly knew what you were talking about, and I was just in awe of what was going on in front of me. Mark, do you want to take this one? Yeah, 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 yeah. So first, Jay Money comes into the room, excited to see Lola. Then he's followed by Danny Tanner, who's holding a guitar. <laughs> Jay Money says, this song reminds me of you, Lola. He takes out maracas. <laughs> <laughs> The maracas are really the best part, in my opinion. It's, the maracas make it. That's why I was saving the it maracas. Really, it really ties the whole thing together in a neat little bow. And he starts singing Copacabana with a choreographed dance. It's, it's just so J-Money. To it's his lady so love, Lola. 
I remembered this because I remember this as being the moment where we were like, wow, this is a different character than the beginning of the show. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was the moment he crossed the line. There was no going the back. The moment he truly crossed the line from bad boy to sad boy. He's sad and so irreversibly sad. There was the beginning of it, you know, when he fell from grace or fell into grace, rather, when he first called himself J Money. But then yeah. after that, after this, there's no going back. It's been a steady decline, but I do remember watching this episode and this being a turning point. Yes. Oh, yeah. I also do want to mention he comes into the room. He announces he's coming to the room by texting either Lola or Ramona saying, like, I, I'll be right there. Just like randomly. No one yeah. asked him to come in and he just does like two seconds later. Yeah. He's like, I'm coming in. I'm here. It's very good. It's pos- It's one of my favorite scenes of the show, maybe. Because oh, it's wonderful. Those two th- it's so good. I, I I feel like I'd love to de- dedicate as much time to this scene as we did to the opening scene, but I think we should move on yeah. to the next event. I do want to point out that before that happens, uh, Ramona and Lola eventually are just like in the back watching and almost in horror. Yeah. At least Lola is. And eventually they just make an excuse to go out, to just leave. Yeah. And uh, to which J Money gets very upset, and Danny's like, "No, it's not about the fans. It's about the music." So they keep dancing. And they keep going. <laughs> they, they just keep, keep going. Mm. Chef's uh, kiss. Chef's kiss. Ten out of ten scene. You know, there are some times where we really like, where we make fun of Fuller House a lot, and this is one of those scenes <laughs> that really makes the show for us. I I love this scene so much. It's just so beautiful. But next, our good friend Danny Tanny, star of Full House, is conducting an interview with DJ and Matt about veterinary practices. Yes, which is an interesting thing to talk about on 4th of July, but I guess necessary. I appreciated because he took out a selfie stick to film it. And I was like, is he filming a segment for his TV show on a selfie stick? And then it turns out he's live streaming on Facebook. Yeah. And they have a lot of viewers right away. <laughs> How many did they have? I it was I don't I don't remember. It was like over ten thousand, I think. Jesus. Over ten thousand yeah. Okay. But it, to to listen to Danny Tanner talk to his daughter. And her boyfriend. And her boyfriend. But mostly his daughter. This is true. Because while Matt is super excited to be on screen and be recorded. Because, you know, he's just a little camera ham, I guess. He just really loves to play everything up for the cameras. Uh, DJ decides, hey, you know what would be really cool? If Matt didn't speak the entire time. If I was the only speaker. Yes, the power shall be mine. (laughs) I I just want to point out, that was a very good impression of DJ I just did. Yes. Oh, yeah. Top notch. 10 out of 10. And she does an evil laugh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is all within her inner monologue, by the way. And then the interview is over and neither Matt nor Danny got to talk like at all. <laughs> How cringe. How cringe. But Max shows up here to impress his lady love. He couldn't get fireworks, but he's got two bottles of Cabot Cola. <laughs> Legally distinct soda. Legally distinct soda. Oh, God. Here we go again. It's back. Lee, humor dog. 
So he has the legally distinct soda, and Captain Marvel <laughs> comes over with him to the to the table. They put on goggles, ready to drop the Mentos in. Yeah, because safety first. I the thing that I loved is I think the second they started to approach the sodas, I was like, oh, Max is gonna get all wet. Yeah, <laughs> and embarrass himself in front of his girlfriend. And then Max said, like, we'll drop him in, wait, and then and then watch what happens. And Harrison, you said, doesn't it happen instantly? And like the second you said that, soda starts spraying all over Max. Well, okay, what happens is Max, for some reason, decides to have Rose drop it in both. And he's like, okay, we're going to drop it on the count of three. And she and drops like, it in right, two. Three, two, and she drops it on two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and instantly runs out of the way. <laughs> well, Max gets all wet from the soda. Yeah. Ooh, she did a prank. She, she betrayed a, him. She did a prank. She did a prank. Epic Fourth of July pranks. Is that our is that our spinoff? Epic Fourth of July pranks. No, <laughs> our spinoff is a, a prank show, like a YouTube prank show, but hosted by a nine year old. Yep. Yes. Or a YouTube prank show hosted by a nine year old. And Frank Smith. Yes. Yes. Executive producer Frank Smith. Executive producer Frank Smith. He's going to get those residuals. Because, you know, unlike that other guy, he loves children. Yep. So Max, Max gets is, all wet. Yeah. And he's upset because it's his most patriotic vest, which is such a Max thing to say. And Rose just laughs at him. Max is going to have to get his second most patriotic vest. Which is a real shame. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many opportunities do you get to wear your most patriotic vest. The second most That's patriotic true. vest he owns has the Mexican flag on it. How can he? Yeah. How, he's for Cinco de Mayo. It's still patriotic. It's just for it's yeah. just for the wrong yeah. country. He doesn't actually have a vest with the Mexican flag on it. That was just a, a bit. No, we don't. <laughs> no, it was, unfortunately, it was, it was a very silly joke. I'm sure Fernando gifted him a vest with the Argentinian flag on Probably. it and Max never wore it. And that's where their rivalry started. Yeah, <laughs> that would be wonderful. But he obviously doesn't change into that vest. Right. But next, Steph, uh, I just wanted to say this is the comeuppance of Steph asking Jimmy not to help her. Yes. Because her phone starts to ring and she asks, Jimmy, could you hand me my phone? He says, wait a minute. This is a test. <laughs> so No. And then he leaves, but like as she's leaving, or like, no, she answers the phone. She's like, oh, I need my password. Jimmy, could you hand me my purse? And he says, nice try. <laughs> no. And then he leaves. And Steph just <laughs> has to fumble with all these different things. Tommy steals Steph's phone after she drops it. She also needs to take the pies out of the oven. Yep, because DJ's not here. And it's this is maybe the only scene where Steph is a mess, but it's not her fault. No, 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 no. Yeah, she she is blameless here. It is it is one hundred percent Jimmy's fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's hey, he's our good himbo. All right, he's, she told him not to help her. He yeah. So he didn't help her. <laughs> he's following her instructions to yeah. the letter. If exactly. She, he has the intelligence of like those robots who you program to like fight crime and so they start killing everybody because like any human can perpetrate a crime so the only way to eliminate crime is to kill all humans yes 100 that's that's exactly jimmy gimler that's exactly jimmy gibbler's thought process he's so set on his one goal of not helping his girlfriend with things just okay another spinoff where it's just revealed that jimmy gibbler is actually like an alien or robot pretending to be a human. He's like, this is how humans act. 
he's nice most of the time, but yes, then he just gets complex instructions that require him to use judgment and he can't deal with it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then you might be thinking, dear viewer, wait, Stephanie's got to take the pies out of the oven. What are those for? Well, There's it's a for pie eating the contest. annual Danny Tanner pie eating contest, which is done in pairs and emphasizes cleanliness. Yes. Which it cuts to all of them sitting in like a semicircle around Danny Tanner. They're all wearing white robes. And it's a cult. It's a cult. They're a cult. Matching white robes. Yeah, it's a cult. It's a cult. Yeah. Even the dog is wearing one. Yeah. I think Ramona Ramona asked at one point, is this a cult very early on? And she was right. Yeah. No, there are like several characters. I mean, I know. Yeah. Well, I know we were just introduced to Rocky a couple episodes earlier, but like, I feel like that's what Rocky becomes notorious for yeah. later in the series is just yeah. calling out the fact that this family is a cult. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a cult. And this is very maybe strange. the cultiest they get. So the, the object of the competition is to place the sinners in the burning man and uh, watch yes. it fall down. <laughs> well, yes, but that's that's what it, that's what they do on July third. On July fourth, they hold your, their annual pie eating contest. Right. So during the pie eating contest, they emphasize cleanliness. You know, they have these matching white robes. You don't want to ruin them with pie, but at the same time, you got to eat your pie fast. So you got to be, you got to eat it fast and keep yourself clean. And it's also done in pairs for some reason. So you got to beat each other. But all the pairs have all this tension between them. Oh, no! I was going to not talk to see how long Zach would just talk about pie eating. All right, sure. We're just going to go We're just <laughs> no, going to no, through the teams. No, no, it's okay. Right. It's okay. So we've got, so we've got, uh, we got Kimmy and Fernando and Kimmy and Frank. Wait, 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 Frank and Frank. Kimmy, Kimmy and Frank. Frank and Smith. Kimmy's just done with Frank. She's like, oh, I miss Fernando. I wish this Frank guy would go away. And Frank is just like, I know not who this Fernando is. Yes. I am Frank Smith, American man. I'm Frank Smith, American man. Uh, yeah, we got that's... Jimmy and Steph, who Steph's like, hey, Jimmy, you're going to help me win this pie eating competition? And Jimmy's like, ah, nice try. I'm not going to help you. We got <laughs> DJ and Matt. And Matt's still upset that DJ didn't let him talk during their thing. We got J Money and Lola. And nothing's wrong They're there, doing at least great. from J Money's yeah. side. But Lola wants to break up with him. So like, you know, a little bit of tension. We've got Max and uh, Rose. And Max is just still mad at Lo at Rose for pulling a prank on him. And then the the most tension of all, we got Ramona and the baby. There's so much there. I don't even want to start. We can make a podcast all about the relationship between Ramona and Tommy and the tensions going on there. I but know yes. that I know that Ramona and Tommy oh, are paired. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. And then there's Cosmo. He's a one-man team. That's true. He's a one-dog team. Okay. I I know that Ramona and Tommy are paired together because they're the extra characters. <laughs> but also the convention of the rest of it implies that Ramona might be dating Tommy. Ah! <laughs> wait, no, she's she's dating Robert Popko, who's not in this episode. Because he hates America. She's rebelling against her dad, who hates children, by dating a small, small, small child. Yes, and uh, Danny Tanner is hosting because uh, he's not dating anyone because his wife left him. Uh, but that's but that's for later in the episode. <laughs> I, it's like Zach, what are you talking about? Things are great between Danny Tanner and his wife, whose name we forget. Oh shit! Spoilers. It's Terry. Right? Terry. Yeah, yeah. It's Terry. Yeah. Terry. Right. <laughs> We've seen her <laughs> once. Yeah, in the whole show. We've seen her once. 
Um, but I did also want to mention that Lola says to J Money, like, I feel like I just need some air right now. And J Money says, oh, take my air and starts blowing on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Things are going great between them. J Money, you need to go back to science class, too. Everybody should know that it's carbon dioxide you're breathing out when you. When yeah, you I was going to say. <laughs> well, there's a reason J Money's in summer school. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the pie eating contest begins and all hell breaks loose. They ruin their matching white uh white robes. Yep. And people are just throwing pieces of pie at each other. They're throwing pie all over the place. They're ruining the sanctity of the competition. It's such a shame. Danny Tanny gets very shame. upset at everybody. Wait, so what is the goal of the pie eating competition? Like you have you can I believe eat your pie the fastest. The goal is twofold. Eat the pie the fastest without messing up your white robe. Okay. And they also have to, like, feed their partner the pie, right? Yeah, they have to feed each other, which is weird, and I feel like that's counterintuitive. You know, it's funny. I was making fun of Zach for over-explaining the pie-eating rules. And you still didn't get it. You st- after but all then, that. But, but then there were questions, and Zach was just, like, on top of it. Listen, I, I no, love I, a good tournament arc. No, I'm... <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is the Fuller House tournament arc. The Fuller House tournament arc. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, this needed to go on for like five episodes of pie eating. (laughs) (sighs) Oh boy. Uh. Who will be the true pie champion? (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's the dog, the only one who doesn't have a partner. It's it's the dog, and it's very funny, some kind of humorous dog. Wait, is that me? Are you calling me again? Damn it, humor dog. (laughs) What? Was I not well I can I can go home. No, no, we love you. But it's just your your, your your timing is impeccable. I love you too. (laughs) (laughs) Me, humor dog. I just want to tell you, I knew I was going to do that, like, as you were explaining the couples. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. This was planned. This was planned long in advance. Oh, boy. Uh, anyways, yeah. The tournament arc ends. Everyone's covered in pieces of pie. And Danny's like, hey, you, you guys can't solve your problems by throwing pie at each other, which, like, where the fuck have you been? Clearly, that's what everybody's doing. It's the cool kid thing now. Yeah. In this house, we solve our problems with talking. Just talking? talk to each What's other. What's that? Well, he brings them up individually in pairs in front of everybody. <laughs> Again, they're in a semicircle. I felt like this was very weird and wasn't talked about enough. Yeah. Again, they're in a semicircle. So he brings them up like pair by pair to stand in fr- in su- in the middle of the everybody else to talk through their problems. It's like group couples therapy. It's show and tell for their baggage. Yeah. Would you like to show everyone what you've been hiding, Ramona? And she just holds up yeah. Tommy and he's like, "Guys, do you like, want to do show and tell with your baggage right now?" Yeah. But yeah, basically they just go up one by <laughs> oh, one. Oh, whoa, Zach just glossing over that question. What is Zach hiding? <laughs> <laughs> Look. I, I feel like I was no, I was trying fine. to think of something funny to say there and I couldn't think of anything, no. so I'm just kind of stalling fine. for time. Z- Zach doesn't want to say it because Zach killed his family and he doesn't want us to know. Mark, you, you weren't supposed to tell everyone that. 
No. But Zach, Danny Tanner showed us that we have to share our feelings and have honest communication. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, in their TV show. What are you talking about, Zach? This is our podcast. We have to share our feelings on the podcast about our baggage <laughs> and how we murdered our families. Or at least you did. Okay, well, I, w- I would have felt a little bit more comfortable if you had also. <laughs> uh, Zach seems upset, so I just want to make it clear that was a joke. Zach did not murder his yeah, whole family. Yes, I would like to once He seems again. very concerned. He seems like I would actually say that he murdered his family. Like, In fact, actually, your concern makes me concerned that maybe it was true. <laughs> well, I don't want people out there. I don't want it out there saying, like, oh, he murdered his family. When it's like, I mean, they're very much Zach, alive and well. Zach, how many bits about? do we do on this podcast? Do you think anybody's actually going to listen to this and be like, Zach for real murdered his family? Well, you were so convincing. <laughs> okay. Zach, do you, thank do you, you. have a thank family, some, like a, a real family, as opposed to your fake family that we know somewhere in like Albuquerque just under? I thought we moved past baggage show until, or at least past my turn. <laughs> I thought we were at least past my turn for baggage show and tell. I feel like we just exposed everything out there for people to yeah, know. That's true. That's true. I do have two families in two different states. Um, I divide my time between the two of them. Um, I love my children very much. Uh, Tito, love you. Sarah and Skylar, love you too. And don't tell your mothers about this if you're listening. I don't listen to the podcast. I'm pretty sure that's all right. All right, Harrison, your turn. I mean, my only baggage is the clone I made of myself that I have chained up in my basement. I repeatedly walk mm. in every day and beat him with a shovel just to remind him how much I hate myself. I was when you said clone, I was going to say, oh, Harrison went with like a fun thing. <laughs> and then you got very dark. <laughs> Arguably darker than the other ones. Well, I'm loving the differences of like what we ha- of what we've assigned each other for baggage. Like, oh, okay, that Zach, that guy, he murdered his family. I have a clone. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that because it was I have a clone. And I'm like, oh, Harrison went fun with it, and you're like, and I beat him savagely every day. He is chained up in my basement. <laughs> I give him neither food nor sleep. I had to. Well, top this it was a somehow. joke bit, but now I'm like legitimately concerned about Harrison. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> Listen, the line between reality and joke is very blurred for me. It, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Zach, do you do you see Humor Dog right now? Is he in your it's room? It's me. Is he where? Where is he? Zach, is he I've, I've come to make amends. <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 uh i i will say most of the reconciliations aren't very interesting no they're very they yeah. happen very quickly uh it's just like uh matt saying dj i was hurt by what you did and dj's like okay i won't do it anymore yep uh kimmy says fernando i don't like you when you're frank and he says okay it's been it's gonna be very hard for me to transition back to fernando but i'll do it and then he does it yep Stephanie tells Jimmy, you know, when I said don't help me, I meant only help me sometimes. And Jimmy says, oh, that makes sense. I'm an idiot. (laughs) Usually when we say that sort of things, it would be a joke. He genuinely does say, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. But then we have the best one. Well, there's the one good. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. Sorry. There's Max and Rose and Rose apologizes to Max for 
getting soda all over him. Does she actually? Because I I remember watching it and being like, Rose is going to apologize because she got soda all over him and she laughed at him. But instead, she kind of says, Max, are you still mad at me? And he's like, yeah, I can never stay mad at you. And then he forgives her. I will make the argument that he obviously she should have been sensitive to his feelings. But like. I would make the argument she didn't really have to apologize for playing a prank that was very predictable. I don't know. Like, no, 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 no. I, I, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. She did get his favorite, his most patriotic vest ruined and then laughed at him when he was obviously upset. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. And then she's like, I don't know why you're still mad at me. Fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tyler does point out that Max doesn't forgive her. He never will. And this is what really turns him into the supervillain we all know that he's becoming. Is this the other spinoff? Is that Max becomes a supervillain and he must be stopped by his only true rival, Fernando, who is is a superhero now? Of course. It's Frank Smith versus the Coke Fiend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so this brings us... You might want to work on that name. Uh, Love it. (laughs) You might want to... My one suggestion, Harrison, work on that name. Yeah, I was I was like, where are you getting that? And then I'm like, oh, that's where you're getting that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the idea is there. I don't think it's going to make it past a pitch meeting unless you change the name. <laughs> uh, but then it gets to the one actually like good uh, resolution of these side plots, which yeah. is, of course, Lola and J-Money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which has the best joke in all of Fuller House. Possibly oh, yeah. the best joke in the show so far. Yes. Yeah. So it starts off with... With uh, Danny going over them, he's like, "All right, what's going on with you guys?" And Jamie, he's like, "Oh, nothing. We're all good. We're everything's fine. Everything's fine between the two of us, isn't that right, Lola?" And Lola says, "Jackson, listen." And he immediately goes, "Are you breaking up with me? You're breaking up with me. I can change. I can change everything about myself for you. Oh my God, why? Why are you doing this? Why? Why?" But what completes it is, of course, Ramona mouthing it along with him in the same speech he verbatim quotes what ramona said he was gonna say earlier it's the same thing that ramona said earlier and ramona mouths along it is the ramona mouthing along is the cherry on top it's just so good so (laughs) so i love the how it's constructed i love the delivery it's so i love it so much it's so good and it's just it it real. it's a good moment of character interaction and that's great It's really good, really well set up, really funny. This isn't us going, it's so good, like, it's so bad, we love it. No, This is just a really good joke. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, we actually legitimately like this bit. (laughs) But J-Money runs off. And then the scene cuts away before we could get to the massive amount of tension between Ramona and the baby. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they resolved their thing. Yeah. Oh, but also, I assume they resolve it off screen. But also, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Ramona confronted Tommy about his gambling addiction. <laughs> yeah. But yes. uh, also, I should bring up Danny does crown a champion, and it is, of course, the dog. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Hooray! He has the golden napkin. Cosmo Hooray. wins. It's a yep. trophy. Uh, but DJ and the moms come in to console Jay Money. They all still have pie on their faces. And J Money's like head is in his p- pillows, so he's he's getting boysenberry all over those pillows. Yep. Yeah, there's still stuff on his face. 
That's just rude. That's just rude. His mom's gonna be the one to clean that later. It's not like J Money has any ability to do the laundry. No, J Money can't do anything. Yeah. Least of all, maintain a relationship. <laughs> they tell J Money he'll find someone new. Steph says, I broke up with someone and then I met Jimmy. And DJ said, after I broke up with Steve, I met your father. And Kimmy says, and now that she's broken up with you, Lola's going to find someone great. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> another good joke. Another very good joke. Uh, yeah. That was so good. And then uh, Danny, who's watching through the doorway, is like, look, I think... I think J Money needs a guy perspective on this. Man. And Kimmy's like, oh, it's a good idea. I'll go get Fernando. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's so funny because you can do the same joke with Fernando. Like if Fernando yeah. said, I think he needs a guy's experience. Someone could go, oh, I'll go get Steve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you could do that. I feel like you could replace it with like any male adult character on this show and it would work. Except maybe, I think maybe Matt. Maybe Matt. Matt. I yeah. think I don't think the joke quite works with Jimmy either, but I don't think Jimmy's in the position to ever be giving anybody advice. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, so Danny sits down and tells Jamie he's like, Yeah, you know. He he like starts saying more he's like, Look, she didn't appreciate you. She didn't appreciate the way you did this, did this, did this. And eventually he starts getting like very specific at about like things that he does, you know, because <laughs> his wife left him. Uh yep. yeah. That's the revelation. Oh no! He's divorced. He's he's divorced. We saw his wife once, then three seasons later they divorced off screen. <laughs> what a great character. So well-rounded. Yep. Such a role model for female fans. Anyway. I know. really <laughs> cared about their relationship. Yes. Oh yeah, we all did. Mm -hmm. We're all so sad to hear that they failed. Uh, or they divorced. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if failed is the right word to use there, but divorced. But they they comfort Danny. They comfort Danny Tanny. He wants a hug from his family, to which Kimmy happily obliges. To which yeah. Danny's <laughs> like, no, I meant my my actual family. My family. My family. My favorite thing is that I didn't even notice this audibly, but in the subtitles it said, "You know, you love it for Jim when, Jim, when uh, Kimmy hugged him." <laughs> wonderful. Mm. Um, but then Jay Money. Finally has the courage to talk to Lola, but first Ramona reminds them that Lola's her best friend and Jay Money's like her brother and she doesn't want to have to choose between them. So whatever they decide, just remember Ramona is the real victim here. Oh, Ramona yeah, just sure. killing it. Three for three. Absolute bangers. Ramona's of jokes. so good. I think Ramona's just legitimately the best character. <laughs> She's so good. I almost quote all her jokes because I just want to express how good Ramona is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she just, uh, yeah. So she wanders off and then uh, Jay Money and Lola have their heart to heart. Uh, and Lola goes back out to the backyard, which confuses Jay Money until uh, he's reminded, oh, right. He's going to have to spend a lot of time around this person because Ramona. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Jay Money, Jay Money takes it pretty well because yeah. he tells Ramona, I just had my first breakup and I think I'm handling it okay. I'm ready for my first rebound. And he asks Ramona, which of your friends are into me? <laughs> to which he starts listing friends and eventually her friend's moms, yep. which like, look, Jay Money, 
if that's what you're into, that's what you're into. I mean, if you want, if you want a hot mom, then go for it. But... Just wait till you're 18, please. Yeah, I don't want that. Because you know, if you don't wait until you're 18, it's a crime. <laughs> but uh, I was, you know, what I was hoping for, because I mean, I think there's a good joke where it's like she's still there, even though they broke up. But I was really hoping that like she would just leave and Jamie would just be like, "All right, well, I guess it's goodbye." Do we just like hug or something? And eventually they just settle on like a really awkward high five as she leaves the house. That. That would be something what I was hoping that for. Would be but something. I don't. I don't think I did call it audibly, but I definitely did think he was going to ask Ramona about her other friends. <laughs> but yeah, they all go out and watch the fireworks, and that's how the episode ends. Yep. There are no jokes. No jokes yeah, at just, all. It's just fireworks. It's like thirty seconds of fireworks, and the characters going ooh ah. But there's no like sappy music either. It's just fireworks. No, there's like Fourth of July music playing. Oh, is yeah, there? there's Fourth of July music, but not like sappy. Yeah, music. It's not very emotional, is what I'm saying. It's just them watching fireworks. <laughs> yeah, it's not a very emotional uh, segment of the show, which is a good segue to the most emotional. Well, segment they're, they're, of our they're, podcast. They're, I, I had more about the fireworks. Oh, okay. Um, sorry. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's the opportunity for a transition. I know, I know. You're just too quick on the draw. I'm so quick on the draw. But I just, it just, it needed a joke. You generally yeah. end these things with a button, some kind of joke. Yeah, with but a nice little, like just, singer joke. It just yeah. peters out. I think it was Tyler suggest had a very good suggestion of there should have been a firework that then uh, became Kimmy's face and said, brought to you by Gibbler style party planning. That would have been incredible. Yeah, it would have been pretty great. Yeah. That would have been good. But instead, the ending was a little sad, Zach. It was a little sad. I can't think of a transition for that. Oh, that was supposed to. Oh, no, it, neither it was, of you laughed. It was. A, <laughs> I thought I you thought were going to keep talking. I, I thought, thought it was. Neither of you laughed. I thought it was funny, but I don't. I don't. I, it, not yeah, funny I, enough, was, apparently. To quote Max, it was more of a smile than a laugh. <laughs> oh, fuck off. It's time for Sad Boy of the Week. <laughs> fuck off, it's time for Sad Boy of the Week might be the best way to transition to it. Yes. You see, I redeem myself in the end. Mm hmm. I have a pretty strong nominee in my mind. Oh, I think we all have the same pretty strong nominee in our minds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have other nominees who I think are worth at least mentioning. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I think the winner's pretty cut and dry. I'm just going to go with like my smaller nominees first. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, we'll do our smaller nominees, then lead up to maybe the saddest boy. Yeah, I think uh, I think Stephanie's definitely worth a mention. I think Danny... Danny Danny's Tanny. worth a mention. Danny Danny's Tanny. worth a mention. And uh, I had one more, which is uh, our our good boy, Fernando slash Frank Smith. I don't really? know how sad Frank Smith was. I think Kimmy was annoyed, but I don't think he's that sad in this episode. That's fair. Um, I do think maybe Max. Maybe, maybe Max. Max. Yeah. yeah. But then there's the big one. The, the big oh, fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the big fish in a small pond. Yeah. J-Money. 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 <laughs> Uh, I do I have to run through all of them or should we just J money because I feel like it's J money you can quickly go through I mean I feel like it's pretty cut and dry J money but I, we always run through it and I feel like yeah. you know it's, it's worth a run through yeah well Steph asks her boyfriend not to help her then uh, suffers because she's in a cast and she can't pick up her phone and go places and she's just everything's all over the place and she drops her phone, and then it gets stolen by a toddler. 
Danny Tanny shows up to fanfare from his audience, but not much from the the audience, but not much appreciation from his family. In fact, they just workshop his light joke to the ground. They spend much more time workshopping his joke than he did in telling it. He helps his grandson with an embarrassing song. (laughs) Then they continue to play together after... Is it bad that I forgot about the song? <laughs> yeah. I, I think so. Possibly so. Is, like, you just brought it back and I was episode. like, oh, yeah, that was this episode. His, his clean pie-eating contest is ruined because nobody follows the rules. <laughs> he then goes to comfort his grandson who just broke up with his girlfriend and ends up just going on and on about himself because, surprise, surprise, he got divorced off screen. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's Danny Tanny. Yeah, that's Danny yeah. Tanny. Uh, uh, Max. Uh, yeah, there's Max. Uh, I, I also thought of one more afterwards, so, but do Max. Okay. okay. There's Max who uh, wants dynamite because he has a flawed understanding of U.S. history, as we all do. <laughs> He tries to impress his girlfriend, but she pulls a prank on him and he gets wet and sticky, including his most patriotic vest. What is he going to wear on going to wear on Fourth of July now? And he carries this grudge for his girlfriend, gets into a pie fight with her um, and then like immediately forgives her because she's just too cute. Uh, yeah, my other nominee that I had just thought of, uh, the real victim in the entire J Money Lola situation, which is of course uh, Ramona. <laughs> yes. She's the real victim here. Ramona is the real victim here. Uh, I think that's kind of her case that Ramona is the real victim. Yes, the real victim. She is stuck between an idiot and her best friend. Which one will will budge? Stuck stuck between a sad boy and a hard place. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> um, uh, Let's move on to said sad boy. Said sad boy. <laughs> the king. J Money. The sad king. Our sad king. J Money is uh, relentlessly clingy to Lola, <laughs> sending her text after text after text. Bursts into the room with his grandpa, takes out maracas from maybe nowhere, <laughs> starts singing a song to Copacabana, which and dances a dance that he, I think, says he's been practicing for three weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> Big musical number for Copacabana. His girlfriend and her best friend just, like, leave without mm-hmm. saying anything. And he keeps playing the song with his grandpa. With his maracas <laughs> and his uh, just entrancing dance moves. With his maracas and entrancing dance moves. And his grandfather on guitar. That was Musical Bits. Musical Bits. Um, he's then in complete denial about his relationship with his girlfriend. When she asks for some air, he blows on her. <laughs> gets broken up with and runs away. <laughs> he does, he, he deals with it eventually pretty maturely. Yeah. But immediately says, I'm on the rebound, Ramona. Do you have any hot friends and or do they have hot moms? He also, (laughs) we forgot to mention this. He also does try to become Lola's friends with benefit. That's true. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I but I, I I do want to admit, you know, I mean, I think Draymond might have just been listening to a little bit too much Fountains of Wayne recently because he really just said Stacy's mom has got it going on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty yep. much. She's all I want, and I've waited for so long. That was musical bits again. Uh, musical bits again. We fit. We fit him in there at the very end. Wait. So when I sing Stacy's mom, you criticize me for not singing the entire chorus, but you and you do it. It's okay. Harrison. 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 Do you want Zach to sing the entire song right now? Point taken. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know whether to be offended by that or I should go along with it because I wasn't going to anyways. That's. Please be happy about it. I don't. I, don't, I just. I, I, no, it's all let's, good. Let's get to the vote. I didn't vote. want to sing it. <laughs> let's get to the vote. I don't okay. need to think about it. J Money? Oh, J Money for sure. Oh, J Money, yeah. J Money! J Money! Okay. So, here's where we currently stand. Uh, so now J Money is in first place for Sad Boy of the Week, and he's pulling ahead now. So, I'd like to expand on his title, if I may. Uh, I had said it earlier, but. Uh, I'd, I'm now suggesting his new title be J Money, King of the Sad Boys. King of the Sad Boys, yes. Yeah, or do we so. wait until the series is done and award the winner, who very well might be J Money, King or King, King of, of the, the Sad, Sad Boys? Boys. Yeah. yeah. I, okay, so we, whoever's currently in the lead is our current king yeah. or queen of the Sad Boys. Yes, yes. So, so J right Money now it's is J our Money. current He's king. expanding upon his large margin of victory. We love our Sad Boy. Yeah. We love our sad boy. We love our sad boy. He's so beautiful. He's so beautiful. Such a beautiful, beautiful uh, sad boy. Yeah. Anyway, Harrison, do you wanna do you wanna take us home? All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, visit us at Fullest House Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And uh, this has been a lot of fun. I'm Harrison Bloom. I'm Zach Horowitz. And I'm Mark Green. And until next time, may your houses be fuller. And may your Latin men be Texas. Uh, wait. <laughs> Latin men be Texas. <laughs> no, leave that I, in. Leave that in. Fade out I right was going to say take Play it again, music. but it's, yep, that's, that's what we're going with. Fade out right now. <laughs> we're, we're keeping hey, that. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe we can all be Texas one day. <laughs> <laughs>